SEO is AEO. Welcome to the show, Stuart Rogers. Thank you, Jason. That's a very tuneful opening. I like it. Yeah, I hear you're a singer too. I actually am. Yeah, I'm going to um, I'm going to save my voice because uh, got a little surprise for everybody later. Shh, don't tell anyone. I won't. Tell okay. Anybody. And by the time anyone hears this podcast, it'll be too late anyway. It will have come and gone. Actually, absolutely. And and, <laughs> and if anyone's listening and is wondering what later is, we're at SEM Rush Live which is the very first, uh, I dare say, inaugural um, SEM Rush user conference, yeah. which I think is uh, pretty amazing so far. I suddenly get the feeling that you're doing the interview here. You're, uh, you're doing all the, all the setting up of the situation. I've completely <laughs> forgotten about it. And it Slip is actually something you do a lot, isn't it? Yeah, slipping, slipping into my professional speaking role automatically. Right, now we're going to try and swap roles back again. That sounds good. Uh, you wanted to talk, or I convinced you to talk, about visual, visual and voice. Uh, search. Yeah, that, that's your super. I mean, you asked somebody a question about it earlier on. They were banging on about uh, voice, and you said, "But what about visual?" Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Colin Colburn of Forrester. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was talking he was really a lot interesting. Of, very interesting. Great keynote. Um, lots of insights, but talking about voice a lot. Um, yeah. And I have I have an issue with voice. Um, voice search is not is, with your voice. No, I mean nobody has an issue with my voice. Apparently, um, <laughs> everybody likes it. Uh, it's very calming, isn't it? And, and I am available for voiceover work. Uh, should oh, anybody no, want no, that? it's ah, advertising. That's terrible. No, terrible. it's actually, absolutely fine. It just wasn't very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I, I've, I've left behind my British roots. Uh, subtlety is not yeah. not my thing anymore. Um, but um, no, I, I feel like like voice search is really coming on leaps and bounds. Yeah. I disagree with, with what some of what Colin said. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yes, uh, Alexa is very cool. Mm. Uh, Cortana is very cool. Siri is very cool. Yeah. The one you know everybody needs to listen out for constantly is, of course, Google. Uh, Google Assistant. Yeah. Google acquired it was it right more than the others by right. quite a long margin. Uh, quite a, a margin. Wide and, margin, not a long margin. What do I say? Yeah. Um, and here's the thing, like you know, Google acquired the best uh, voice to text system yeah. a long time ago yeah. and they've been improving it and, and it's true to say that Google Assistant is true AI when mm. when you're saying something to Google Assistant yeah. and it gets it wrong and it says how did we do thumbs up or thumbs down yeah. when you hit that thumbs down or when you hit the thumbs up um, it's learning all the time and it's learning yeah. how to make it better for everybody in the future Google's been incredibly good at, uh, at getting everybody else to help it with its or feed the data for Absolutely. the machine learning be it us as marketers putting schema markup on or doing Google Plus, or doing authorship, or users doing the thumbs up, thumbs down thing. I mean, yeah. phenomenally powerful piece of piece of manipulation, if I might Massively say. so, massively so. And But here's the problem. The problem with voice is we don't stand in a public place and ask personal questions in public places. We don't read out yeah, your credit, card numbers, credit card numbers, yeah. right? We don't ask it for our clinic results. We no. don't ask for all of that kind of information. We we might ask, uh, you know, what's the weather like yeah. in Prague um, when we're stood in Los Angeles because we want to know how to dress in a couple of days. But people ask what the weather is like instead of just looking out the window. Right. Which is really bizarre. But And, and uh, was it Casper who was saying earlier on? Um, a bus where everyone's talking to their machines is the worst place on earth to be. I mean, it's going to be terrible, right? If everyone's just sat on a, a public bus, a public transport of any kind, talking to their devices constantly, that's going to be terrible. And, and nobody's going to do that. 
Um, it's already pretty annoying. I was at the hotel and a guy was talking to his, co uh, his computer, his phone, and it was talking back. And I just said, can you just turn that off? It's really annoying. Yeah. Because it's such a tinny little voice. And he, he was going, what's wrong? And you're going, this is going to be awful. Sorry. And, and we might see, because it is a cultural change, and it doesn't matter how fast technology moves, any time technology causes cultural change, it takes at least a generation to become mainstream and, yeah. and, and acceptable. It, we might find that in a generation's time, it is completely acceptable for yeah. everyone to be talking to their devices. But I still feel that in public places, voice search will lose out to image search. Yeah. Um, and the reason I feel that is right now, everybody is taking photos mm. everywhere. Yeah. We're all on Instagram. Some of us are still using Snapchat. Um, you know, all of these platforms that are available and we're there and we take photo, 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 and we're doing it all the time. Uh, photos of things, photos of objects, yeah. etc. So, you know, on my on my Android phone, on my Pixel 2, um, standard Ooh, I've got a Pixel part. 3. Yada, Yay, yada, yada. Nice. Sorry, I was being but, really, really self-satisfied. But you know as well as I do that part of the standard camera, part yeah. of Google Assistant, uh, part of even uh, Google Photos now is the option to invoke Lens. And Lens does remarkable things. I can point it at a plant, and it doesn't just say, this is a plant. It tells me what type of was plant it, it you, is. Was it you who was in the garden? And... No, it wasn't me. Oh, but... it wasn't. It was Colin, wasn't it? Yeah. He was in the garden, he found the name of some plant. And he did that via Pinterest, but Google Lens does that automatically. Google yeah. Lens automatically, when you point it at a menu um, that is in uh, Czech, for example. All right. Uh, will immediately just translate it for you so you can see what you're actually going to choose oh, for, for dinner. I was being so unadventurous. I was, I was taking pictures of beer last night, seeing if it could recognise beer. Yeah. How completely unadventurous is that? Taking a picture of a menu and saying, right. what can I order? Brilliant. Why don't I do that? And I've taken pictures of other people's cocktails and it's actually identified the cocktail so that I can order it and just from a picture. Wow. Right? And you don't have to ask them. Yeah. So you don't have to, have to have any human interaction at all. Anymore. I don't have to use my voice. They don't know I'm taking a picture of their cocktail. I mean, sure, there's some privacy issues, privacy issues around that, but let's be fair. I think we've all given up on the idea of privacy when it comes to taking photos all around, yeah. all over the place. Uh, that cultural shift has already happened. Yeah. So, you know, here's the example that I remember from when they launched Google Lens. Yeah. And, you know, Google Lens isn't just image search. It also understands where you are. It's using location data. Yeah. Um, it's using geofencing as well. So let's say I'm standing outside the El Rey Theater in LA. Mm and it says Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, yeah. and I take a picture of that sign, and what happens is it pops up at the bottom and I can just buy tickets for the show right there and then and walk in, you know. Brilliant. Because okay. it's done the text recognition, it knows I'm outside the L Ray, okay. it puts those two together, bang. Which is where digital marketers need to be because they need to be flooding the internet with images so that should somebody take an image of their yeah. thing, it matches. It, it recognizes, yeah. And look at all the things that they have on all of their brands and all of their images and make sure that they're doing their uh, damnedest to yeah. make sure those keywords are coming up to them, right? But exactly. Sorry, I, I was in Australia, I sent Sydney, and Gary Elias gave a, a talk and it was about image search. And he said his new big favorite thing is image search and video search. Um, and so he's, he, he's giving talks and he's actually pushing this very, very hard. Yeah. And it's his new bag. And as soon as he starts pushing it, Google will start pushing it and we're all going to follow along. So I think you're going to get your wish. We're going to flood the, the, the web yeah. with images. And it's, and it's not just Google, you know, Pinterest are doing some smart things. Oh, yeah. Instagram, of course, uh, you know, Facebook are, are doing some smart things with Instagram where you can now just like click on stuff and you can buy the product that's in the image. And 
you know, all of this stuff is, is and, happening. Uh, um, Microsoft incredibly good at that, where you can, where you can identify right. an element within an image, and they use the example of a necklace, is yep, that right? Yep. So um, Microsoft are better. Exactly. I mean, all of the big players are all working on this because they realize that image search is super important in a public context. I still yeah. think that voice is incredibly powerful and is going to continue to be powerful when you're in your home, uh, when you're in a private place and talking to your phone, um, when you're in a hotel room and it can act as a concierge service for yeah. you. I, I think voice has its place in those private areas, but in a public area, I'm so much more interested in what's going on with image That's search. Brilliant. Right now. I really like the distinction. That's a, it's kind of a really interesting, simple distinction that makes a lot of sense. Love that. Uh, for, for voice search, what I've heard is kids, I mean, I'm getting on hold of it, uh, but kids are incredibly at ease with the voice thing. Uh, it yeah. doesn't, and, and you're talking the generation that's coming. Uh, is that, so you're saying voice in 10 years? Like, think about it in terms of every single technological shift that we've ever had. Um, this doesn't change this rule, right? That's, if we think about how long it took CDs to become mainstream and replace vinyl, most people forget that that took 22 years. Right? Mm. There were early adopters. I remember my dad buying um, a CD player and it was two and a half thousand pounds in the UK, yeah. right? Now, of course, you know, CD players, I, I don't the remember the last time I saw one, yeah. right? I had a guy in New York trying to give me his mixtape and I'm like, first of all, dude, <laughs> you know, where's your SoundCloud? Yeah. Second of all, I don't own any kind of drive I can put this disc in. And even yeah. if I did, it's going to be a computer drive from yeah. some antiquated laptop. Yeah. And I ain't sticking your disc in my laptop. What if yeah. that's malware that's, on there, that's, right? That sounds a bit dirty. I'm not sticking your disc in my laptop. I mean... Now, we have really moved on. Yeah. Uh, yeah sorry, that, yeah. that was a completely logical I mean, thing. I mean, euphemisms are us. But, you know, when, right, yeah. when it comes down to it, like, you know, that shift took 22 years. Yeah. People forget that you know, to get where we are with the smartphones and make them mainstream mm. took over 20 years. But then yeah. the oldies like me then picked up the, the smartphones because the, the younger generation were using them. Right. So the, presumably the same will be true with voice. And if voice started in 2010, which is what Colin was saying earlier on, 2030 is when, when it's going to kick in. When we're going to uh, be able to call it mainstream. Like we'll when, when my mum is talking to a phone yeah. and ordering stuff, that's when you know it has really arrived. And I. But image search is going to be quicker because we started taking photos in the mid 2000s. Right, exactly. And, and we are, we've been using our smartphones to take really good quality images for such a long time. Mm. Um, that has evolved into things like, you know, Snapchat stories and then Instagram came along and copied that. And mm. uh, now it's in, in Facebook Messenger as well and WhatsApp yeah. stories and WeChat has its moments and, you know, all of yeah. these other things. I mean, look at China, like WeChat. Yeah. It is completely ubiquitous, just walking up to anywhere like a fuel pump or a a food you know street food and you just snap the qr code and that's your payment done it's so ubiquitous wechat keeps coming up in in this podcast uh, i mean the, talk, the chats i'm having i mean i literally don't hadn't heard of it in january and now it just keeps coming up all the time i, I wasn't yeah. getting in touch but wechat is incredibly powerful the more yeah. you describe that i'm going wow this is this is and, it, and there isn't cool. anyone in China who isn't just used to going up to any kind of seller of any product or service and taking a photo of a QR code and immediately saying, yes, I'm buying that. And, and the money and comes straight out of their account and they walk away. Brilliant. And, you know, I always think I'd get great. stopped for, for stealing if I did that. I mean, <laughs> I'm so old school. <laughs> I mean, think about it just, I, from a payments point of view. Yeah. 
you know, that alone is, is remarkable. And just using the power of the camera to do that. Yeah. We have been struggling for 25 years to get the United States of America to adopt chip and pin across the entire country. And they're still a long way away from doing it. Um, um, the well, yeah. NFC, like mobile payments on Apple Pay, Android Pay, Samsung Pay, yeah. uh, you know, that's something like less than 1.8% of all transactions are okay. being done through, through those devices. And of course, you know, Apple came along and as they do, they, they copied everyone else's tech and said, yeah. we're going to stick NFC in our phones. But then they did what they normally do and said, well, but we're not going to let you, you know, share files or anything yeah. with it. It's just going to be for Apple Pay. Yeah. And, you know, they've changed their stance on that slightly. But, you know, think about that in terms of that change, that standardization. You've got to change all the point of sale systems. If somebody else comes up with a new, new payment system in the near future, yeah. again, all the POS systems have got to change. But with image, yeah. nobody has to do and, anything. And with right. voice, that would be really difficult. You're saying, I want to buy this bottle of wine. It's going, which one? Right. Sorry, I was a really stupid comment, but it kind of, as, as that kind of filters through my brain, you're going, yeah. yeah, 100%, you're right. Imagine walking around a store and nobody's had to change anything. All of the barcodes stay the same, yeah. even just down to the labels that are actually on the boxes, and you just take a photo of everything that you're buying and put it in the basket. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah. that's incredibly important is nobody has to change anything. I read a story yeah. called uh, Seven Dog Years. Uh, about a guy who was working at Amazon and he was talking about all the shit ideas that people came to Amazon with, one of which was delivering cat litter by, uh, by post with the idea that they would then end up buying gold or, or diamond necklaces uh, for, for their dogs. And, and, and they were pitching this idea. But one of the ideas was uh, uh, getting mini terminals that people could then actually put their credit card in and trying to get everybody to buy one. Which is yeah, really, I mean, and, and you're, you're trying to change everything and putting extra costs. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's never going to work. Guess what? It's not stopped by Amazon any, anymore because he really, he really disses them. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's the kind of thing, like, I, I am always absolutely boggled. I mean, you know, as a journalist, I get to see a lot of startups. Mm. Um, I also mentor startups. I do, I do a lot of mentoring and a lot of advisory stuff yeah. for... Uh, incubators and accelerators all over the world yeah and I, I have to tell you most of the time everything I see is a copy of something that already exists yeah um, there are very few new ideas you wouldn't almost, sign the cat litter right guy almost none <laughs> and and any of them that cause a cultural change you know these people are looking at this like we're gonna be rich in a year or two yeah and I'm looking at it thinking you need a 30-year plan otherwise you're not gonna succeed a generation plan right um, it sounds like Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> yeah, it does a bit, yeah. Um, the beautiful thing about image search, as we've said again and yeah. again already, is you already have like two and a half billion cameras in the hands yeah. of people. And by 2020, it's going to be like something closer to four to six billion, depending on how, uh, you know, which analyst you believe. Yeah. We don't need to change anything. All we need to do is maybe print out a poster or a piece yeah. of paper or use the existing barcodes or whatever we need to do. It's all right there for us. And that's what makes me excited about And there's search. also the, the emerging markets that we, we often forget about. I lived in Mauritius for years. Uh, and yeah. they didn't, a, lot, a lot of people didn't have a telephone in their house, but they all had a mobile phone. Yeah. Uh, and that was like 12 years ago, something like that. And, and that's incredibly powerful because uh, in places where landlines aren't necessarily easy to install, they there are, there, are, there are cell phones, so you're saying yeah. four billion? Uh, yeah, something like four billion uh, by you know end of 2020. Um, that's actual smartphones in use, mm. which means four billion cameras in use, yeah. uh, which means nobody has to change anything. We can just implement 
any kind of technology, whether it's image search or image-based payment systems, it's all right there. But they can do voice too. They can do voice too, yeah. And so, yeah, that, that nice split between private and public, I yeah, think, okay. I makes think a lot the, of sense. That yeah. was the important point, is there's a split between private and public, yeah. and we have to bear that in mind when we're marketing. As a side note, you know, can I just point out? You may. I, uh, so, back when I was growing up, um, we were inundated with photographs of UFOs. All right. And, you know, everyone was saying UFOs, do they really exist? And there's all these blurry photos of what looked like a hubcap flying yeah. through the sky. And, and generally, by and large, it was a hubcap <laughs> flying through the sky. Um, almost, you know, four billion smartphones. Why don't we see pictures of UFOs anymore? Brilliant, yeah. I'm just making that point. I'm leaving the, the uh, listeners to decide for themselves. And the reason that extraterrestrials don't get in contact with us is the same reason we don't get in contact with squirrels, is that? That's what we heard earlier on. We heard that in a keynote, <laughs> well, in the panel earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. Why are we I think, talking to squirrels? I think that's a really nice analogy, except yeah. for the fact that, uh, as I said, I go to San Francisco quite a lot, <laughs> and I quite often see people trying to explain quantum dynamics and mechanics to squirrels, uh, but yeah. that's a whole separate issue. Well, I was using an example of like you're talking to your fridge. <laughs> if my grandma had been doing that 20 years ago, they would have locked her up. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to be doing it in a generation's time, in t- 2030 or so. Um, you know, I'm glad you brought up the internet-connected fridge as well, because oh, right. um, oh, there's, lucky. there's something that we all know for a fact. Nobody wants them. We've been trying yeah. to sell internet-connected fridges to people for years. Fridges yeah. with screens in there, fridges that you scan the barcode as you take something yeah. out, and then it builds a list of things you need to buy, and then you press the button yeah. and it comes, and all this kind of stuff. Nobody needs that. Why? Because we've got Alexa, we've got Google Home. Uh, we've got our smartphones. We don't need the fridge to be connected to the internet. We've already got the device that we use every single day to do all of these things. Yeah. Um, you know, Samsung launched another internet-connected fridge at CES earlier this year. All oh, right. Okay. And their big selling point was that if you leave the fridge door open, it can send you a notification on your smartphone to let you know you've done that. And so you the can whole, worry about it more. <laughs> the whole internet simply said, why doesn't it just close the door automatically? Yeah. Which is the simple oh, right, solution, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't need these features. Yeah. We just need people to make better use of the things we've already got in our hands. And that, that thing is the smartphone. Brilliant. Thank you very much. That was a perfect ending. SEO is AEO. Thank you. I've forgotten your name. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Patrick, no. <It's> <laughs> What's your first? Stuart. Stuart Rogers. Stuart. <laughs> That's staying in because it's so stupid. In the space of 20 minutes, I forgot your name. What a shame. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. I appreciate that. It was awesome.